I'm Stephanie Overbuck. I'm Mel Wymore. And this is Pot of Gold. This week, we are tackling a bit of an unusual subject for Pot of Gold. We use this show to explore ideas that give us hope for the future of humanity and the planet. Usually, that means topics in science, tech, economics, or community organizing, interventions for climate change, and the winner-take-all economic system that drives it. But these aren't the only places people go for hope about the future. In this episode, we speak with Sally Moore and Tina Case, a mother-daughter duo who turn to their faith for guidance. While we're not religious ourselves, we feel we'd be remiss to overlook the influence of religion on how billions of people experience the notions of work, wealth, power, and of course, money. Let's listen in. I'm Sally Moore, and... Um I've been a Christian for, oh gosh, I can't, I really don't know the date for a long time. I've been a slow grower, and uh, I feel like just very recently my faith is, uh, I'm beginning to live my faith instead of just talk about my faith. So for that, I'm very grateful. I'm Tina Case, and I grew up, was born and raised in Tucson, but now I live outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm here helping my aunt, who just moved into a new house, um, and visiting mom, so it's just been fun to be here and, and fun to interact with, with you, Mel, and Stephanie. So I've been a Christian about 35 years, and uh, it's just been an amazing journey walking with God. I've got married, uh, have raised three children, and uh, we are, I would say, a family of faith. And I go to an amazing church in Macedonia, Ohio, that has helped me grow as a Christian and have a lot of uh, wonderful sisters and brothers who I walk out my faith with and um, help me to grow, you know, as a Christian. Yeah. We're living in a very complex world now. And... I, it feels like the Christian perspective is a, is a unique perspective in the world. And, and really, I just want to ask a little bit about how you see the world going, you know, and maybe some of the challenges we're facing as human beings from a larger scale, like Christian and also what's not Christian, and how you see us moving forward as human beings. I'm a diehard wel- optimist. welcome to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're I done. see a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just even talking to you guys yesterday about what you're doing to make things better, um, and I hear, thank God for the internet. I, you can hear so much about what's going on that you never hear about in the news, you know, and on TV, the radio, whatever, but just people that are making a difference in their communities uh, and in countries. It, it to me it's so exciting you know and there's always going to be opportunities for good things to happen as well as evil but you know I don't think we're going to implode I, I uh, but I, I think there's some really I think people are starting to wake up in a lot of ways and seeing that this that system that we're living in isn't working and and what we can do to make it better I'm not so optimistic as Tina um I the sad thing about to me about Christianity is that we have been such poor um, examples of Christians. We've been so judgmental, and and uh, that it's turned so many people away from Christianity that it's uh, 
people feel so, uh, I can't think of the word, so uh, angry, for lack of a better word, about being, being about Christians. And that grieves me to see that we've become such pariahs out there. And uh, honestly, I haven't thought about how I could contribute outside of my Christian walk, and that is a contribution for sure, but how I can contribute. And that's why, it, as Tina said, it's exciting to see what you guys are doing, that you're such a positive influence out there trying to find solutions to make life better. When you speak about good works, um, I'm interested in this, and we're you know people do all kinds of activity in the world, and we you know one of the interests we have is in the people that work for money, and mm-hmm. then also people that do all kinds of things with no expectation of any kind of return, right? And how how does that fit in with the Christian faith? That idea of good works, and you know, does it necessarily involve being paid for those good works, or is it really a spirit of giving? Or what is it? What do those good works look like? Um, the good works he that it talks about in the Bible are are works that that honor God and that honor other people, and they may not necessarily be for money. They may not even be for show. Like a lot of times, it talks about giving with your right hand and your left hand doesn't even know what you did and that you know we're doing it not for our glory but for God's and it can be you know very clandestine sometimes in in doing a, a good work for someone and they don't even know that it's been done for them and I know there there have been times when I received a gift and I don't even know who the giver was you know but it was done in love and and I think that's you know it's it's always done for kind of for his glory, not my own. But not to say that you can't earn, you know, a living doing good works or anything like that. Um, you know, but always being willing to do something good with no return, because actually our reward is in heaven. I'm interested. One of the focus points we have is how greed is a very strong theme in the way things are going now. You look at the political system, people are out for themselves. You can look at the banking system and the real estate industry and um, capital markets. And there's a lot of incentive for people to really make more money independent of whether it's doing good or not good. And this is not a criticism. It just seems to be the way things are. And I'm just wondering if that is... Um, how the Christian faith um, sees that greed, and you know, is there is there a distinction? Like, what is what is the Christian perspective on that kind of mentality? Well, I've heard preachers that preached at our church talk about um, how sad it is that even preachers are um, that their main focus is power. They want power. And they're greedy for a church attendance because that means I've got a successful church. And um, so it's obviously infected the Christian community as well as, well as the world. But certainly, I think greed and um, I wish I could think of a word to see my Congress and what's happened to them. There's no integrity anymore and there's no... Um, I mean, I think you're pointing to something important, which is, it's not just greed, it's like... Power. Uh, there's a power 
there's a power component also, like getting more people, getting more yeah. uh, influence, right? Getting more surviving, influence, more money. It's a, it's a scarcity paradigm. Right. That's you know, good. If you don't have enough, you got to get more. Yes. Um, and that it's interesting that you say that even in the Christian community that there's an infection almost of that right yeah is that yeah. what you're saying yeah and it's like a bad apple in the barrel it's it's spreading into the christian community and but if christians were reading you know reading their bible and following jesus that would not be the case because you know the i think the christians that i see they're really trying to live out their faith and there are a, a lot you know it's about it's about giving and it's about um, you know, it's not, it's being content in whatever we have and that money doesn't drive us um, and money doesn't control us. We're controlled by a greater power and doing things to, um, to benefit others, you know. It's not, it's not a selfish thing. And, yeah, and we battle, we battle greed. We, we battle power struggles. We battle as pastors, you know, church attendance and how, you know, the impact their church is having. Those are all battles that we face, but we don't have to be overcome by them. And that's the thing is like taking the high road, you know, and, you know, overcoming those temptations to be greedy or and things like that. So it's a real constant process of mindfulness. Yeah, that is such a good word. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness and obedience, obedience to what God has called us to do. Yesterday at dinner, we had dinner with you, and you prayed, and that was very beautiful. And I got reminded of my family where we prayed. <laughs> Actually, my grandparents pray, prayed. And it was um, such a beautiful thing, you know, to make this connection um, to the food we're eating. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. to take this moment and have this moment of prayer, and I think you, you connect differently to the food you're then enjoying. And for me, this is energy. I think you actually talk a lot about energy when you talk about God and your belief and your faith in God. Can you say something about that? Yeah, because God is life. And Jesus came, he said, so that we could have abundant life. And when I think about, you know, abundant life, it's when you, I just see joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control right there. And that's what I'm to live out. And it's not like I have to try really hard. If we live lives like that, we could change the world, and we should be. And I think in many ways there are people, you know, and even, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are doing some amazing things, you know, that maybe Christians or may not, but they have a heart to, you know, to do the right thing. And I think, you know, going back to that prayer, that gratitude over food, like you said, you remembered when you, you know, were a kid and, and you would sit around the table and you would pray and give thanks because you knew that it was not, you know, something within yourself, this gift of life and food and family. And there's something about being around a table together with food. And, you know, it's just a, a special, special time. Mm, it's a very human connection as well, to just yeah. gather around the table and just sit and be together, right? There's a just like right now. <laughs> just right <laughs> now, exactly. Um, you also speak a lot about giving yeah, versus the greed. Uh, so when you think of money as being a currency, 
which really is in a way, you know, just like energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? And in English, it's even the same word. Currency mm-hmm. versus, you know, is energy. Um, and about the giving mode, yeah. Can you see... Um, because th- there's a lot of people who, who I think do not give. Yeah. yeah? And, and we talked about the hoarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of blocking the energy, and you talk so much about the giving, but I, to be honest, I don't see that much anymore. I think there is a shift in the generation. Yeah, I think. Are you people talking about Christian, just Christian giving? Um, any kind of giving, really. But oh, really? yeah. Um, what can I tell a story? Mm-hmm. You know, in our home church, I said I, I go to a home church and I go to a another church. You know, but. The beginning of this year, each of us who are in our home church were given a handful of money. And it was from what we had tithed. And we were given this money to give to somebody who needed it. And so I have money in my wallet that I'm looking for opportunities to share that money and bless somebody that has a need. And um, so I think, you know, and... Yeah, so that's just one example of how our church is is trying to be a blessing to other people. And I mean, it's not a ton of money. I couldn't buy somebody a car that needed a car that was desperate for a car. I'd love to be able to do that. You know, maybe one day I'll be able to. But it's a little bit of money that I, I I'm looking for an opportunity to bless somebody that has a need. And and I think you know, is that kind of what you are looking oh, for? Oh, absolutely. You know, we're talking about the scarcity mindset versus that prosperity is our birthright. Mm. It's this story that you just told. It's a really beautiful story. It's a, a, a group of people who've decided that giving is more important than taking, really, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you gave to the church, and now the church is giving you to give. You've developed a, a real culture of giving, which is, to be honest, rare, right? It might not be rare in the Christian com- community, but when we walk through life in the United States and Europe, to see people who have actually, like, really bringing that giving, that sense of giving, we all know giving is good, right? Right. But to really bring it into practice like that and give the trust to, like, we're going to, we're doing this, and I'm on the lookout of where I'm going to give that money. It's so beautiful, really. Mm. And just, you know, I don't, I don't even know if there's a question in this, but it, it's definitely part of your faith. That's exactly it, Mel. And it is faith. Because even like, you know, we're to tithe and give to the church, that is a step of faith. Because, you know, you give money out of your income every week or every month or whatever, out of your paycheck to the church, you're trusting God with that money. You could use that money to buy something else, you know. But I have found that, you know, I don't make a ton of money, but I I do tithe you know, what I give. And tithing is like 10% or more, whatever. But I find the practice that the more I give, whether it's just the tithe and beyond, you know, just giving gifts to people, that I get back so much more. You know, because uh, there is such a joy in giving. And sometimes it's really hard. But once you do it, it's like you're just, you re- God rewards you with just that peace and the joy of knowing that you've, taking a step of faith and that God is going to use that. And, you know, sometimes you don't see the results, but generally that's that's what I've found. Sal, you said something about the, which I 100% agree, it's not just in the United States, it's also in Europe where communities are crumbling, you know, we are kind of falling apart mm-hmm. um, or maybe becoming more 
uh, separate, I think, from each other or detached from our stand or mm. what we really want to do. You talk a lot about, you two talk a lot about giving um, within your community, whether it's here or within your, your church community. What is the one thing, when we talk about change, what is the one thing you would really like to see change in the States and also in your community? Yeah, I think, you know, just being willing to stand for what you believe in and um, and just like, I, I don't know, the golden rule, <laughs> the golden rule to live by if more people live by that, you know, and loving God and loving each other and working towards solutions instead of focusing on what you don't agree on, you know, and your differences and allowing that to control you as opposed to, you know, how can we make this work, you know, and having that mindset. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, yeah. Okay. Do unto others as they, you would have the, them do There we go. Thank you. You know it better than we Well, <laughs> yes, yeah. My father was pretty uh, much a... a, a golden rule was he yeah 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 and i mean really and it it is loving god and loving people you know again going we were talking about love earlier and just that is the motivating force and it's not always easy you know what a different episode isn't this yeah i mean i I'm really glad we had that conversation. It is different for us to speak of faith and religion and this particular religion, but it's so clear how powerful faith is in the way we deal Mm. with societal systems, whether it be the money system or how we think about work or power. And um, I hope we can incorporate all kinds of religions in this conversation because really we have a large number of people on the planet who see life through their faith. I was listening into an Indian spiritual leader the other week, and he questioned, or he brought up the question, is climate change our karma? So in the Christian context, that was basically the question would be, is climate change our path? Mm-hmm. Okay? And when we talked with Tina and Sally, you know, it came up, Uh, to me again, like how much, you know, we talked about the food, the energy and the connection, the groundedness. And that's really, that's really it. You know, to be grounded means also to have a connection to earth, Mm -hmm. to the soil. And I think a lot in our Western world in particular have lost this connection to the soil. We, you know, can be glad when our kids kind of know where the milk is coming from, you know. (laughs) Um, and but that's the important thing. Like our ecosystem is so in um, unbalance, and maintaining that soil um, is it would be the path in order to become in uh, a balance or find mm-hmm. balance in the ecosystem again, right? Yeah. And that ground or that soil represents also more the female side of. Uh, can I say the re- re- religion? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what we are not really caring for, yeah, you know, or have lost the connection. So, right, yeah, it seems like that that a lot of the religious-based teachings do, in their ancient ways, talk about that connection, and it seems that that's less and less the case today. Although Tina did talk about you know being grounded and and being grateful for the food, and um, you know, hopefully we can learn from this and how to bring 
our faith back in balance, or, or have our faith help us bring us back into balance with Earth. We are an independent, listener-supported podcast. For the price of one latte per month, you can help fuel our work and keep our content untainted by commercial interests. For more exclusive content, join us on patreon.com or click donate on podofgold.world. Thanks to our producer, Riley Paul. I'm Mel Wymore. And I'm Stephanie Overbeck. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.